Spike Spencer went through divorce, bankruptcy, his wife cheating on him with his best friend. He lost everyone and everything he knew and loved, basically overnight. He put a loaded 38 snub nose to his temple and he started to squeeze. But, spoiler alert, he didn't do it. And now, Spike Spencer talks goofy for a living. Seriously. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Spike Spencer is an internationally recognized award-winning voice actor with hundreds of roles in film, TV, animation, video games, and anime to his credit. Welcome, Spike. Hello. Hello. Oh, this is going to be fun, and I I'm, I'm hope that you're going to give us some uh, examples of your voices. Oh, am I? If you're lucky, you know. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. You are one of those people who has done it all, seen it all, been been through it all, and I'm so happy that you're going to be on Never Ever Give Up Hope today. So before we... We talk about uh, everything that you're doing and what you've accomplished, etc. Would you share a little bit of what happened? What were you going through? Tell us whatever you would like regarding that story. Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, Carol, thanks for, for having me on here so I can uh, share my story. Um, yeah, it was a pretty bad situation uh, to be in. And before I go further, I want to make sure that nobody t thinks that I'm in victim mode uh, on this because that's not the case in any way, shape, or form, and I'll explain that later. But this did happen, so you know there it is. That I'm just explaining it as simple fact. I was uh, married. I was in Houston. I had uh, my my film career was taking off. Uh, I had just finished a, a film with uh, Frank Langella for six weeks, uh, a Disney film in in New Orleans. I had a big house. 4,000 square feet with a dojo and a pub and some land and three dogs named Nacho, Fajita, and Burrito, whom I loved. <laughs> um, and it was great. And I had a beautiful wife and I had a beautiful life, I thought. And it was it was rough. Now, I'm not going to lie. It was getting rough financially and there were issues. But don't we all have those? Of course we do. Um, but uh, so what happened, things started getting sketchy and I uh, the marriage was getting rocky. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to save this marriage. Whatever I got to do, I'll do it because I – you know, I made a commitment. I made a vow, and I, I believe in those vows. And uh, so I was doing everything I possibly could. I did not realize what was happening. It had already been happening for a time uh, that my wife, my first wife, had been having uh, an affair with my my best pal at the time. 
my closest friend at the time. I wouldn't call him my best friend, but he was my closest friend at the time. And him and his wife would come over and all that. And we just, we all knew each other and we spent a lot of time together. And things started getting weird. I didn't know what was going on until I found out. And I went and saw it for myself. And um, that is an eye awakening moment when no kidding. you see it. And you're like, okay, well, I guess that's, that's the end of that. Um, I can talk about boundaries later, but mine is you don't do that. Once that's done, it's over. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a commitment. I had already told her. I said, I am not going to file for divorce. We can save this. We're amazing. I know we can do this. Um, that's the ex-cheerleader in me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yay, go us. Um, and uh, But I, it was too late. I, I didn't know what I knew now. Um, so I was doing everything I could uh, to salvage it. But once that happened, I immediately cut the ties. Uh, the next day I sold my wedding ring, took that money, got a tattoo on my back that said, never give up and filed for divorce one day. Um, that's commitment to your boundaries, kids, by the way. (laughs) And, um, and it was done. And over the next two months, it got hard. It got rough. Um, I tried to save the, the, the house and the business and say, okay, well, let's just sell everything, split it. She said, cool. Um, you know, I tried to make it very, very easy for all of us. Just, I just wanted to get away and forget it ever happened. You know, it's like, here, you get half, I get half, we're all happy. Yes, great. That was the agreement. That is not how it goes, boys and girls, in divorce land. No. Um, so um, it just got worse and worse. And finally, I just said, I cannot stay here anymore because uh, I'm in the house. It's dark. It's night. I've had too much to drink, obviously. And yes, I took a snub nose 38 loaded with uh, hollow point to my temple, and I started, I pulled the trigger back, and I started to squeeze, and if anybody knows understands guns, there's not far to go to the oblivion. No kidding. You know, and, and I was there, and I started squeezing, and something just said, stop it, don't do it, and I just, I just put it down, cried a little bit, of course, and made a decision, I said, I'm done, I'm leaving, and um, you can have it all, you can have everything, you want the house, we're going to sell it, we're going to split 50-50. Sure you are, Spike. Yeah, that's going to happen, but I was like, we're going we're gonna to do what we said. We're just going to – let's just get rid of everything, and I'm going to go to L.A., which I did. Subsequently, everything did not go as planned, and I ended up having to file for bankruptcy. And I yeah, said, just a minute. Well, Where were you before you went to L.A.? Houston. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, born and raised. Lived there all my life. Okay. I was planning on living there. Uh, ended up going to L.A. and starting over literally with nothing. Um, I had a little bit of money, uh, not much. <laughs> In L.A., it was nothing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I was able to live, and uh, uh, my my I thought my film career was going to take off. Boy, was I wrong! Hollywood said, "Sit down, boy. We don't care." Um, Tell us and, about that that career initially, not the one that you had later. But at that point, what were you doing in Hollywood? Um, nothing. Um, I was in Houston. So or Houston, I, was, I meant sorry. Yeah, but see, film would come through there. Uh, movies would come through there, um, and there was an oddly enough in the voiceover world, there was uh, anime, Japanese anime that we were dubbing out of Houston. It was a huge hub uh, called AD Vision, and I'd been doing that for years. Uh, some very very big names. That's where I got kind of a modicum of fame. I'm not. I don't think I'm famous in any way, shape, or form. Some people do. I'm <laughs> really shocking, um, but. Uh, so I did a lot of that, and a lot of that is now considered iconic uh, work. And uh, so that's great, but people don't get it. I wasn't making a living off of that at all. I was flipping houses and okay. doing you know, film. So that was kind of my focus. But when I got to L.A., um, starting over, the only connections that really took off were the connections in the voiceover world, uh, anime, video games, etc., 
And so that's kind of where my path took me. So that's the last 15 years I've been doing uh, voices on video games, animation, anime, etc. And that's pretty much paid the bills for most of the time up until a couple year, few years ago. And then, then the story gets crazy. Let me explain on, on uh, just sort of the mindset. How do you get past something big like that? Um, yes. You make a decision. And when I got to L.A. and I had a couple of years where uh, I say I went full on Irish because I'm Irish. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to drink a lot. And I did. And um, it wasn't my best self, but that's neither here nor there. But it came a point where I said, all right, this has got to stop. You can't beat yourself up. You can't blame them. You have to take ownership. Either step up and move on or this is your path going straight downhill. And I said, okay, I'm done. I made a decision. I started training and, and uh, looking in, in every aspect of how to improve myself as a man, as a, 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 a lover, a boyfriend, a, a husband, uh, anything, just to be a better human being. And it's hard work. And I did it, and I worked hard. And I got to the point where I was dating a lot, and I was uh, I basically teaching dating and coaching, you know, dating and relationships, and doing a lot of you know, quote unquote, field research and getting out there, and having fun. And I had a really great time for a few years. And uh, and then I met my wife, my now wife, who is just phenomenal. And uh, my the tra- trajectory has been just amazing the last nine years or so. Um, but it came down to the decision, and like in, in neurolinguistic programming, in NLP, uh, it's either you're at cause or effect. And I was like, I was living at effect, which meant I was a victim. And I said, I have to be at cause, meaning I'm in charge of everything that ever happens to me 100% at all times. The end. That's it. And once you look at things from that perspective, you can go, okay, how did I screw up my marriage? How did I screw up my, you know, life. How did I screw up this? How did I screw up that? And then instead of beating yourself up about, you know, quote unquote, a screw up, you go, wait, wait, what did I learn from this? And how can I use that to better myself in the future? And that's the way I looked at it. And and things turned around and brought me into more of the coaching and mindset and um, inspiration side rather than you know, being at a victim, being a victim, and and screaming, "Why God? Why?" all the time, and then um, that turned my life around. One thing I appreciate about almost everybody that I've interviewed in the last eight years on this show, it says the exact same thing, and mm-hmm. that is, you can do it. You can make that decision to make those changes. You can turn those things around. You can turn those negatives into positives, and those are the kind of people that I want to hang out with. And I think, this, I think that's the same for you. So you have accomplished a lot since then. And I appreciate you sharing that story with us. But now let's go to part of your bio, which this is what you say, that you are a dynamic public speaker. I think that's already become evident just in what you've shared. The creator <laughs> of relationship, sales dynamics, skyrocketing success in business and dating relationships at the same time. Now, you just touched on that, so you need to go a little deeper. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So in coaching, I coach a lot of different things because um, I have I have so many varied interests, and I think that's something that I love to touch on is about pigeonholing people. It's like, oh, you do that. Oh, but you can't do this over there. It's like, yes, I can. I can teach you dating and relationships. I can teach relationships in business. I can teach you real estate for crying out loud. I can show you how to flip a house in five minutes on the back of a napkin <laughs> with no money. Big deal. 
You know, I have all these varied aspects. And plus, mm-hmm. I can tell you how to travel the world because I love doing that. And I'm, a, I'm in culinary school right now in Australia. Come on. Want to make a souffle? Let's go. Um, there's so many different facets. So when I'm teaching somebody in voiceover or relationships, uh, et cetera, it all follows the theme, the same theme, which is you're in charge. You are in charge. And it's so hard for people to get that aspect. They're like, yeah, but this happened to me. That happened to me. So freaking what? What are you going to do about it? That's what's important. And relationship sales dynamics I use in all of these aspects because it's about understanding who you are at a deeper level. Once you understand who you are at a deeper level, which is usually the hardest part for everybody I talk to, they're like, I didn't know that about myself. Those aha moments and they start to cry and they're like, oh my god, I didn't know that. It's like, yes, you've been living with that this entire time. Do you think not having that 20-pound weight on both ankles, now that we've removed that, do you think you'll run faster? Yeah, exactly. And that's where it comes in. I Relationship sales dynamics, I take all kinds of different things that I've learned between uh, the bank personality code or neuro-linguistic programming or the five love languages or there's all kinds of other things that I can use. But it's always tailored to that person because nobody is the same. They say, oh, I went through this training. Whatever training it is, you went through it being you. You didn't go through it being somebody else and everybody's going to take whatever that training is differently. So why not tailor the coaching to that person specifically and say, oh, well, you don't need this one. You understand all that. Let's let's focus on this other aspect of the area where you've got the weights tied to your legs. Over here, you can run like a freaking gazelle. We don't need to deal with that. So anyway, that's sort of in a nutshell how I do it. Okay. And what specifically types of coaching or does it encompass everything like life coaching, health coach, whatever? Well, the th- one thing that me and my wife both, my wife is a fantastic high per- certified high-performance coach and way more. Uh, she's far better than me. Don't tell her I said that. Okay. Um, she's absolutely amazing. Um, but the term life coach, we neither one of us likes that. It's like going, you know, Agreed. life coach. Right. Um, I don't want to be with you for life. Let's get through this stuff and you go on be amazing. How about that? You know, then I'm not a psychiatrist that we're going to sit on my couch every week for 10 years. It's not going to happen. We're going to move, shake, get out of there. And um, so my I focus on the relationship aspect, okay. communication and connection. That is that is my go to. I don't focus on financial coaching. I don't focus on these other coachings that I, I don't know anything about that. I don't care about that. I can touch on aspects of it, but it really comes down to your relationships, how you're connecting with another human being, whether it be in a dating relationship, in a business relationship, in a voiceover relationship, whatever it is, there are aspects and you've got to be able to break those down. And when you understand what's going into um, whatever this relationship is you have, and it's really EQ, that emotional intelligence that people are talking about but don't know what the hell they're talking about for the most part. And it's really about empathy and compassion and being able to, instead of forcing your opinion on somebody, going, huh, let me let me hear more about your point of view and let's see how we can move that, shift that, maybe reframe that in a way that's positive for you. And then, you know, dig it into your brain so you don't talk down to yourself anymore because, man, do we talk terrible to ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And what do you suggest uh, that people do to change that? Yeah. One of the first things I'll tell you is I talk to people about forgiveness on a way because I had to do it to myself Mm -hmm. so I know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't forgive ourselves. We'll forgive other people for doing terrible things to us. I've forgiven those people who harmed me in the past. But – 
and and I take ownership for for the part I play in it, and then I move on. You know, we can get into forgiving and forgetting later on, but I've done podcasts on most everything I'm telling you here. Um, but it's about forgiving yourself, and that's the hardest thing for me, at least, to do, because you keep punching yourself up, you keep beating yourself up. I mean, on on something you did, I can tell you little teeny tiny crap that I. A little mistake or a little thing I said or a little slight that I made to somebody 25 years ago will wake me up at night. Exactly. And I'm like, man, you got to forgive yourself. You, you know, and it's hard because your subconscious keeps everything. So you have to work on the subconscious level. That's another big, big part of what I do. You have to work on the subconscious level because you're talking to yourself every day, all day long. And what you say matters. So when you forgive yourself, The next step, so first, forgive yourself. And here's how you do that. Real simply, understand the decision you made was made with the best intentions that you had at that moment with all of the information in the world and in the universe that you had inside of you at that moment. You had no other option. It, As they say in the Matrix, it happened the way it happened and it could have happened no other way because that's the way it happened. And there's nothing you can do about that. You did it with your best of everything that you had at your disposal at that moment. Now, when you think about it 10 years later, you've got 25 million different ways and so much more information. Oh, if I had just said this. Oh, if I had just done that. You didn't. You didn't have the capability and you didn't have access to those tools at the time that you do now. So forgive that person who did that. That was not you. It was a whole different person. Start with that. And you realize that, and then you start looking at how you are being to yourself in the present moment. Are you beating yourself up? Or do you say terrible things about yourself? When somebody makes a joke, do you uh, make fun of yourself, putting yourself down? Those sorts of things. They're all little. We don't think about it. It's like, oh, I'm just being humble. No, you're not. You're being self-destructive. That's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say in a nutshell that as these things come up that you replace it with a, that negative moment? that negative thought, whatever, with something positive, like to train your mind to do that so that you don't have to consciously worry about it in the future? Absolutely. Um, And there are various ways of doing that. Um, There's all sorts of reframes. There's um, uh, affirmations. There's meditations, et cetera. And everybody wants a quick fix. I'm sorry, there isn't one. Uh, for most things. I mean, granted, I can tell you I've done a uh, like to dislike that stopped me eating Popeye's chicken uh, immediately and haven't done it for years. But <laughs> that's a deeper story. You, It's a process. And yes, has I was just going to ask, so there are steps. Yeah. So there are steps that, that go to this. The first is you have to even see what you're doing. You have to have awareness of what's happening at that moment in time. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. So when you reframe something, you need to have the ability to realize, oh, I need to reframe that. 
uh, for example, in NLP and some other trainings I've, I've gone through, it's like if you say something negative um, about something or somebody, you stop immediately and you tell your brain, right. your subconscious. Uh, some people will say, um, I reject that uh, or cancel, clear, so whatever you want to say. But you stop and you tell your brain and your subconscious, you send them a different signal than what you just said. Like, oh, I'm fat and ugly. Well, cancel. I am in transition to freaking fly, baby. Bam. Because that's I, what's happening. I totally can relate with what you're saying because in counseling, that's exactly what I do. That's how I – just exactly what you said. And you know the, the exciting part is it works. It, it does. really does. It might not work the first time, but it will yes, work. That's where you have to be careful because people give up. And I, I know I'm doing this because I'm, I'm doing the work on myself. I have my own right. demons, issues, and family, transgenerational, blah, blah, blah. So I have to catch myself. And my wife is very good at that too. And and sometimes it, it's hard. Trust me, if you're a, a couple that both coaches, woo, be careful. Um, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> ask permission. Um, because you want you want the best for the other person and you just go right into mm -hmm, coaching mode. Mm -hmm. And sometimes coaching is, you know, smacking down. And like, you know, you have to bust somebody and you have to change that state. And in a marriage ask permission trust me um but it's it's you have to be aware of what you're doing i have a note here that you have a clear connect close strategy of your relationship sales dynamics training could you explain mm -hmm. what that is please yeah it's a clear connect close so uh, the first stage, uh, this usually doesn't go into like voiceover coaching or, or stuff, but sometimes it does. Um, clear, connect, close. The clear is clearing all the junk out of you. Okay. It's actually two. There's twofold. It's clearing all the stuff out. You can use different therapies. You can use, again, affirmations. This what I'm talking about, getting the awareness. Because somebody doesn't – you know when somebody comes to you and they're talking about, oh, I don't have that problem. You're like, ding, 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 ding. There's a problem. <laughs> you know, because you know it, you can see it, and you say, "Okay, first of all, we've got to we've got to clear that out of you. You've got to be clear on the problem. Then you have to clear the problem, and then get clear on what you want and where you're going. Those that's the the whole. There's a whole lot of clearing. I can get even more with that, but the whole concept of clear is to get awareness, get rid of the junk. It's it's really it's like preparing for a sports like a match like you're preparing okay. to get step in the ring or you're preparing to run that race what do you do you get clear on everything you know, okay what am i eating what am i thinking what am i doing with my days you know what kind of junk do i have to get rid of i got to get rid of 20 pounds great you got to get rid of 100 pounds of emotional baggage great you got to get rid of these blocks that are keeping you from believing that you can actually do these things great let's do it that's clear the connect is I'll use different strategies. Like I said, my three top are NLP. Uh, we do a lot of clearing with NLP. But I use NLP, bank, uh, five love languages. Uh, there's other aspects, Enneagrams, different tests, different ideas, etc. But the main goal for me is utilize those three things and learn to connect on a deeper level mm. with the people around you and be able to read people better. Learn to listen rather than you know, jump in and spout whatever you need to spout. You got you. You become more of a. I want to say it's more of a detective. You become Sherlock Holmes, to break down all these connections, strengthen them, because there's so many of them. And you look 
from a different perspective from what you've been doing. Like look at somebody online, like how you're trying to do your business and you can read all the stuff in their business. You go, you sound desperate. They don't know that. They literally don't know that. So you've got to change internally before it goes out externally, even in the digital world, because it comes across. Interesting. Wow. Especially in dating profiles. Oh, don't get me started, honey. Um, it's, <laughs> it's wild. It, it's wild that people don't realize that, that. And I know that for myself because I, I, I did all kinds of, of work and training back in the dating days and had coaches and they would point stuff out to me. I'd go, I didn't know that. Cool. And I learned that about myself. And you have to have mm-hmm. humility, humility for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be upset and defensive whenever you learn something new. That's the hard part. If you feel like, oh, I got pushed back. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, maybe that's the one you need to work on. Maybe that's the clue that's telling you because if your subconscious automatically fights, then that's something that's deep. And you want to look at that. Curious, you know. Self-awareness, right? Exactly. And the self-awareness, like as, as within, so without. So above, so below. These sorts of things matter. It all starts internally. Like especially in the dating world, you know, I tell guys, dude, women can smell fear and desperation. <laughs> That's a true story. I believe story. that. I think it goes both ways, not just just women. Men do. No, well, yes and no. I mean, for really? guys, I say guys, guys be like, eh, whatever. So once you get to the connection part, then it's the close. Now, here's one of the things I say. It's usually about business, but it covers everything. When somebody closes a quote unquote deal, I say they close the door. Oh, I made that deal. Boom. It's like it shouldn't be closing. It should be mm. opening a relationship. Mm-hmm. So the close, it is closing in on what you Good want. Point. It is it is closing the door to out uh, outward possibilities. The other the, the other thing, it's like closing the door on something that most people don't think they're closing the door on. I'm like closing the door on the negativity on the past, you know, because now you can close yes. this deal. But it's closed for business. I use that term because people get that in business. Like, I'm going to close this deal. I said – No, you want to open a relationship. I'm just saying, you know, and it's like, yes, that's what you want to do. Because you open up the relationship, you open yourself up to more. And is that what you teach um, the successful businessmen that come to you for coaching in this area? Yeah. That's the basis of everything. It's really communication. They're like, oh, I want this. I want that. It's like, do you? And they're like, what? (laughs) You know, it's like, I just ask questions mainly. That's really what good coaching is. It's asking questions, sometimes the hard questions. You know, it's not just sitting here and telling you what to do. That's not that's not coaching. You know, that's basically teaching or consulting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I've, I've learned that too because I want to tell everybody everything. I love it. I'm like, God, you got to know this. They're not going to get it. They're going to only receive about 10% of what you say or or what they read, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on the Moravian model and all the numbers of of you know what people actually hold on to. So you've got to hold on, find something in them that connects with their strength so that it'll stay. Excellent. And one of the things I and I love telling people this I look one day, if you're on the path, one day you'll know you are 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 there and you've become not a master because you're always a student. But one day you'll be like, oh man, I get this. I did it with dating. One day I was finally like, I was, had all this doubt, et cetera. And one day I go, wow, I got this. I understand this. And then my wife showed up shortly thereafter. So <laughs> Now you're also a writer and you've written for some strategic magazines and uh, publications, correct? 
Yeah, um, I've written all over the place. Um, you know, for a time, I'm just like people say, yeah, well, you want an article? Sure, I'll write this for you. It's real estate or dating or, you know, some politics stuff. It's, I'm, I'm completely apolitical anymore. Um, and just relationships. And I say, you know, I'm going to focus on relationships because it can be broad and it can be very specific. Um, but it's also what I'm actually good at. So I know that. Uh, I've written three books, uh, two of which are on Amazon. Uh, one is The Dating uh, book, which is called um, um, Food Game, A Man's Ultimate Recipe for Dating Success. Uh, and that's that's a great book. It's it's based on a talk that I've been given for 15 years called Don't Kill Your Date and Other Cooking Tips. That's um, going to be on your webpage. I, I really like that and I took a lot of notes. And so the audience will see that there and also yeah. the link to get it. Love the title. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, the other one comes from my years of going to conventions uh, in the anime and video game world. Uh, mm. It's called What Happens at the Con Stays at the Con, uh, Volume 2. And it's all these crazy stories that people told me. I took them, gave them a little Hollywood action, and, and spit it back out. So it's like 90% true. Um, so when you read, you're like, holy <laughs> crap, that actually happened. It probably did. Um, and I have another one for voiceover that I haven't published yet. I'm working on some different possibilities for that. Um, but I've but I've written them and I'm working on some other ones in my brain. So, uh, yeah, I love writing. And you also have a Netflix docu series, right? Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't uh, is not my docu series. Um, Kim and I were uh, uh, they the Chicken Soup for the Soul production company came to us because we have have a different an age difference. I'm 19 years older than my beautiful fantastic younger wife and uh so i tell people how did you manage that well i wrote a book called food game recipe for dating success (laughs) and uh, it works so there you go she's my proof i would bring her up to on stage and she goes hi he knows what he's talking about (laughs) oh that's cute yeah go ahead Uh, so we were on a uh it was called uh being dad it's on Netflix, and it was about our first baby, Declan. Uh, so you see him being born there over in um, Beverly Hills at a, um, a birthing center. And we went the, the natural way, and, uh, and it was uh, – it's an amazing documentary. There's like – they follow like eight different families. Uh, so they, they come to us, and our big thing was – because I had a, a back problem. I had my spine fused when I was uh, back in like 30 – I was 34 or so. And uh, – uh, so I had back pain consistently. I was worried about that if I was going to even be able to, you know, pick up my baby. And then subsequently, some a friend of mine uh, introduced me to Dr. John Sarno, his book uh, about back pain. I read that, and my back pain went away. I was like, oh boy, there's something to this subconscious, and that that even helped me further down my path. Well, like you said in the beginning, you can do it all. You've done it all. You've been there, and you help, you've only just started, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really, I'm not like a big time coach. Uh, right now I'm a big time father and, uh, cause we have our second baby, five months old, uh, born in the tub over here and, uh, in this very apartment in Australia where I am right now. And, uh, yeah, so I've been really focusing on that and doing some voiceover cause it's, it really, the last two years has been kind of, kind of crazy for us, but we've been living in Australia here. We were quote unquote stranded in paradise. It was beautiful, uh, where we are. So, but Australia is getting a little, little wacky. So, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but you know, who knows what's going to happen anywhere. I just know it's going to be perfect for us. Would we recognize any of the voiceovers? 
It depends on if you're a gamer, a uh, video gamer, you would recognize some of my voiceovers from League of Legend, uh, possibly older World of Warcrafts, uh, a couple of things here and there. Um, but anime, if you know anime, you probably know uh, who I am or just you know Google me and you'd be like, oh my God, he was in that and that and that. Oh man, how cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, no big, big animations uh, as of yet, but there's more to come. I'm still around, still kicking. And that's my next question. What's the future hold? Um, well, all good things. That's that's what I'm going to put out there because, you know, we manifested. People don't listen to their gut and their heart anymore. They think with their heads, and their heads can be deceived. Um, but once you get in your gut and your soul talks to you, <clears throat> if you know how to access it and relax, you can do anything, even through the hardest times. And this whole last couple of years, we have been in a. We've had an amazing two of our best years, and it's because we chose to. And we have been enjoying it very much. And so who knows what's going to come next. Whatever is supposed to come our way. And we're going to learn from it. We're going to embrace it. And we're going to make it awesome. For the sake of the audience, I want you to expound a little bit when you said we chose to. We chose. We. I had been going through, working on my subconscious uh, at, a, at a great uh, – a lot of work where we were when we were in Burbank. And then out of the blue, we got invited to Australia. Um, to appear at a convention, two conventions. I hadn't heard from these people in like 10 years. Just out of the booth, bam, want to come down? I was like, yes, yes, we do. Uh, everything went haywire the day we pulled into the Gold Coast where we are right now. It was the day Tom Hanks said he had COVID. Uh, you know, and the whole world goes, oh my God, if Tom Hanks can have right. COVID, anybody can get it. <laughs> America's sweetheart. We just said, you know, all right, what are we going to do? Do we want to go back to LA? And everything was starting to shut down and get kind of crazy. And we just said, what if we stayed? So we decided we'd stay here for a couple of months. It'd be great. <laughs> no, two years later, here we are. We packed for three weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have been in this great place and living this great life through all of the fear and all of the whatever. We, we didn't participate and we're not participating. And we won't, whatever our next part of the journey is, we're not participating in that. And you can choose to participate or not participate. That's it's right. not what happens. It's how you relate to it. That's and right. that's how we relate to it. We go, thank you for your opinion. Um, we're going to see the good side, and we're going to go this way. Um, if anybody wants to see me, uh, follow me on the the uh, on the webs. Go to my site, spikespencer.com. I have a podcast called the Mind Scrambler Podcast. Uh, you can get all the episodes there or on iTunes. And uh, you know, if you Google me, you'll see some uh, some great IMDb credits. Uh, I am the Internet Movie Database. If you're curious, but my entire resume is on my site. So spikespencer.com uh, or the Mind Scrambler Podcast. Those are the two places to check me out. You've challenged us. You definitely have encouraged us. And we're going to hear more from you. I thank you for everything that you shared. And I thank you so much for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. Thanks so much, Carol. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.